welcome to the talk show for talkers on irishtalkers.com. Hello, Toastmasters, would-be Toastmasters, listeners and friends. You're very welcome to episode three of this week's version of the talk show for talkers. And it gives me great pleasure to introduce the man who's going to be telling us all about the changes on the horizon. Take it away, Paul. This, said listeners, is the time of the year when we begin to get an idea about what changes are going to be proposed at the International Convention. As you may know, the International Convention has an annual general meeting, and at that annual general meeting, members from all around the world vote on motions for change. We're in February now, and we will have more and more information coming through because the motions for change do not get proposed at the last minute. And I've been hearing from a couple of different sources that this year there may well be some new ideas in relation to integrity. Now, integrity is one of our core values. It's the number one value in Toastmasters. It's the first one of the four. And that almost certainly means that that's the one which was originally intended to be regarded as the number one value. That's uh, my own opinion. The situation is one in which there have been over the last few years a number of examples of efforts made to, I suppose you could call it, protect the organization's reputation and the member's experience from people who do not act with integrity. Here's an idea that is coming more into the realm of possibility. You know how when you set up a new Toastmasters club, or even when you have a current Toastmasters club, there are a minimum of three roles that you have to have on a committee in order for the club to be properly constituted within the within the, well, uh, properly constituted, let's say. And they are that the club has to have a unique individual, one person as as the president, one person as the vice president for education, and one person as the secretary. Apart from that minimum, any member on the committee of those three can occupy two or even three other roles on the club committee. There are seven roles on the club committee. In the most ideal world, there would be seven individuals in those roles, but it is, there's nothing wrong. Again, it's not against the rules for a club to have, let's say, five individuals occupying seven roles. So that, there's going to be a change, perhaps. One of the things that exists at present is that a president can occupy more than one role. Now, who's the most influential person in a president in the year? Who's the most influential member of a club committee uh, during a particular year? It's the president, isn't it? No question. The uh, There are some circumstances in which other members of the club committee might uh, strongly object to something that the president is in favour of. Of, but for the most part, my guess is that people will go along with the president. It's their year. It's their, the stamp they want to put on the club. Would you say that's true, Ted? I'm just interested to know if you would agree or disagree with that. No, I would certainly agree with you, Paul. You've hit the nail on the head. Okay, so the president is the most influential person on the committee. Now, what's the most important resource that the club has? asset that the club has. 
Well, you're absolutely right. It's money. The club has money and money can buy equipment. Money can buy a common meeting room. So let's talk about money in the club. Now, if you heard about an organization in which the CEO of the company was also the director of finance, what would you say? You would say there's a conflict of interest. You would say that's a risk situation and no set of auditors would uh, permit that to happen. It doesn't happen in business that the CEO and the uh, director of finance are the same person. In uh, Toastmaster Club at present, it is possible. Now, if you were building a quality assurance system, which was designed to protect the possibility that a president might uh, run off with the money or might falsify the accounts, given that they are, after all, the club treasurer, you would say that they have to be two different people, wouldn't you? And that, I'm looking now at one of our most important team in the background, our accountant, or should I say our retired accountant, who would understand these issues very, very well. So we're talking about corporate governance, aren't we? So Toastmasters clubs may this is what I'm flagging up for your attention, may in the future have a new regulation, if this is supported, of course, by the members at the annual general meeting, that the president um, and the treasurer have to be two different people. Isn't this a very good idea? Now, I'm not weighing, well, I am. I'm weighing into if there is a debate about this whether it's a good idea or a bad idea. And do not for one minute think that everything that's proposed as an as a motion at the annual general meeting is uh, voted through on the nod. No, we won't go. We won't go down the road of giving evidence for that. But I can assure you that that is not the case. There have been a few very big changes that have been voted down in the past. Integrity. This is a quality assurance mechanism. The vast, you know, hardly any Toastmasters clubs in the entire world would ever be defrauded of their money by a club president or by the treasurer also holding the role of club president. All sorts of things are done, aren't they, to protect against that. What are our protections against fraud? The biggest protection against fraud is what, listeners? What would you say if we were in a room together and I said to you, What's the biggest protection against fraud in Toastmasters International? Hold on to your answer for one second. And just remember for a minute that each Toastmasters club is an independent legal entity. And Toastmasters International, as an organization as a whole, has hardly any ability to give instructions to a club. And there's no oversight, really. So what do you have? Well, here's what you have. You have very strong values, which emphasize integrity. You have the Toastmasters promise, which emphasizes the behavior that you will find in a Toastmasters club. And you have area directors from outside the club urging and advising and suggesting that clubs, it, that is good for the club to follow best practice. But the Toastmasters club committee, where to decide? That would be a very good idea to use the club funds in order to enable the club officers to go to Tennessee, to the International Convention, or go to Paris, that this would be a good use of members' funds. And because the treasurer has the funds, and the president thinks it's a good idea, 
what would you think of the committee that took themselves off to the International Convention? And there is nobody really outside the club who can prevent that happening because they wouldn't even know it probably. So here's a change, which means that at least it's a bit like having two people needing to sign a check, isn't it? Two people need to sign a check. And that's a way of ensuring that there isn't just one person. So that's a change that's coming. I think it's part of a change that has been taking place gradually, which is to bring in additional things which are designed to protect the reputation of the organization as a whole and individual members. So there's one little example, listeners, there will be an increasing number of uh, changes that you become aware of that will be in the public arena. And I'm not saying that that change is definitely going to happen. All I'm saying is that there's a very good chance it might be under consideration. Now, Ted, you're a man who passionately believes or passionately subscribes to the Toastmasters' four key values. This, I submit to you, is a move to increase the probability that integrity will be followed. Any thoughts on such a change? Paul, I'm, I have to apologise to you know, because I wasn't clued into what you were talking about. I was fiddling around trying to find that other piece. Oh, when you're running a podcast and you want to record your club podcast as quickly and as efficiently as possible, you do a division of labour. One person is doing one task and another person is doing another task. So listeners, today I can tell you that in the next episode of our podcast, Irish Talkers. You can find it on irishtalkers.com and you can follow it or subscribe to it on Spotify. For example, you will find that the work that Ted has been doing in the back will yield fruit. And the fact that he's not ready to answer a question, which was more a statement of his own integrity, really, wasn't it? It wasn't really. I was really lauding Ted as a person of integrity who would have perhaps an opinion. But the more important message was Ted is a person of great integrity. Tomorrow you'll see integrity in action, perhaps, or in the next episode you'll see integrity in action. So I'd like to invite Ted to, in his usual way, bring this particular episode to a close. Back to you, Mr. Co-Presenter. And thank you very much, Paul, and thank you for the kind comments Uh, regarding integrity. I really appreciate that. And I hope you, the listeners out there, enjoyed Paul's erudite words on that particular piece about changes on the horizon. Come back tomorrow and we will be having a conversation from an item on this month's Toastmasters magazine. In fact, it's on page two of the February 2022 magazine. It's use this resource page and resource page is a link to everything about hybrid meetings. We'll see you then. The Talk Show for Talkers is published every week in sections at 4 p.m. every Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. Go to our website, irishtalkers.com, for more information.